Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you so much for popping on. I really, really appreciate it. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button right now. Wherever you're listening, just hit that subscribe button. And then if you want to watch me, I suggest you do. You never know what's going to happen. I'm not X-rated. But hey, if you want to watch me on YouTube, just go to YouTube, search to Huff Uncensored, and then you'll be good to go. And then hit that subscribe button. Again, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, as well as Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great headlines to get to you uh, today. Uh, some that are just, there's a big company doing something, and I'm like, why are you doing this? This is disgusting. But we're going to get into those here in a second. But I really want to share something that happened to me today that I that I witnessed that I got to be honest, I haven't seen this ever in my life. And it's jaw dropping. It's awesome. And it just makes me realize I got in the wrong freaking industries. Leadership. I My father-in-law is retiring from North Metro Fire here in the great state of Colorado after over 40 years. 40, over 40 years in, in one job. I mean, obviously, he did different things within North Metro Fire. But, I mean, the fact that he he stayed in that area for that long. And here's the thing. My father-in-law, an amazing person. But what I took away from this moment is how great of a leader he is and was. So. I say was because he's retired now. So now he doesn't have to lead these these individuals anymore. But so my father-in-law, Tim Hanlon, was a, a battalion chief for North Metro Fire. As the the main chief, I don't know, I guess he's just chief. <laughs> chief is talking and he's just like almost getting emotional. And he's talking about how the great leadership, how everybody loved to work with him, even when he was essentially only like two years into his career, people loved it when he, when Tim was on staff because they knew he was such a great leader and he was such a great worker and he was just always pushing himself to learn more and, and just be the best that he could be. And it, it was great. And then to see, and I saw this a little bit prior to this uh, retirement ceremony, the, the amount of respect that people have for him it's just jaw-dropping. You don't see that in the radio industry. You don't. The only thing you see in the radio and media industry is a lot of jerking of people off because you're hoping that somehow, some way, that's going to get you further in your career. You don't see that. I don't see that at all in this type of environment. I'm sure it happens in some sense. But the amount of respect that I see pouring out of people when he would walk by, this is pre prior to this as well. Hey, chief, they straighten their backs. Chief, hey, chief, uh, you got it, chief. Blah, 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 anything, everything, pure respect. And I told my son, because I was like, you see how everybody's treating Pappy this way? Because that's what they call him, Pappy. You see how they're treating him? How they're all so respectful? And they're just like so in awe of him and, and just how much they just, again, how much they're respecting him. That's based on how Pappy works 
in how he treats other people. Okay? Pappy is a great leader. If you want to be a great leader, you need to take note. Sure shit ain't coming for me. Fuck, man. (laughs) But it was really neat to see. Really neat to see. All the men and women out there in the fire department that were, were able to show up. I mean, a lot of them fighting back the tears. The, the last time we were at one of the fire stations and we were talking to one of the, the crew members, the guy was just like almost crying because my father-in-law was out of the room and he's just like, it's going to be a really hard day when, when he's not showing up to work for all that you know he does and what a great leader he is. And I'm like, holy crap. I have never worked for somebody that was such a... Listen, I've worked with a lot of great people, okay? And the thing is, is just I've never worked with anybody. And and part of that is longevity. A a lot of times, like when I would work in either restaurants or in the radio industry, managers don't last that long. They're always on the move. They're always getting fired or on the move in in some fashion. So... I guess I've never experienced it because I've never worked with anybody that long. And it, it's, it's, it was beautiful to see. Really cool to see. And they love him. And he loves them back. And it was really, really neat. And I'm just happy for my father-in-law. He gets to move on. The next chapter in his life is retirement. And hopefully he gets to go travel the world and see some cool things because you know, he worked his ass off and he deserves to relax. So, but again, it was one of those things. It was neat to see leadership and just how much respect he commanded when he walks into a room. And it wasn't based out of fear. It was out of pure leadership. Calmness was one of the things that uh, the chief was talking about when he explained, you know, why he was such a great leader is like, he would handle situations with intelligence and, and, and calmness or however he worded it. And it was just like, yeah, that's what you need from a You don't need a, a, a leader just constantly freaking out. Be like, I don't know. Go over there. Go over here. <laughs> I don't know. That's a bad leader. So it was one of those things where I think I was lucky enough to see it. And I really hope it sinks into my kids when they... They reflect back on how everybody was around him. So it was really cool. I tip my cap to Tim, uh, a great inspiration, an extremely hard worker. And now hopefully he can just keep continue fishing more, ski more, because he loves Colorado. And he takes full advantage of the great Col- the state of Colorado by fishing and, and obviously skiing in the wintertime. So anyway, so... Thank you, Tim. Congratulations. North Metro lost a great one. But the good thing is, is you left your imprint on North Metro and so many men and women that are taking care of the the cities in the North Metro area of Colorado. All right. Anyway, let's move on to some headlines. Let's go. Let's go. And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) This is an interesting one. Uh, I forgot about this this unwritten rule, but there's a lot of unwritten rules in sports. Well, obviously the De- uh, not the Denver Broncos, the the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. Very cool. And what ends up happening is at, like a a few days after.
after you'll start you'll see more and more pictures from media members and and whatever surrounding the cup. Well, Mike Chambers of the Denver Post was taking some heat because I want to say like a day after uh, the Avs won the cup, he posted on his Twitter account him receiving the cup from Gabriel Landeskog of the Colorado Angel, uh, Avalanche. And Gabe hands it to Mike Chambers. Mike Chambers has a cigar in his mouth and he hoists the cup over his head. I mean, what a moment. What a moment. And somebody takes a picture, obviously, and it's just one of those things where it's just like uh, Mike has been covering the avalanche for so long, and if somebody hands you the Stanley Cup, why not hoist it over your head? It, especially when there's a camera there. Because that shit's getting blown up and putting in my freaking living room, so everybody that walks into the house, they're like, oh, how about that? You saw... The Stanley Cup. Oh, you held it. Oh, and you put it over your head. And then that's a talking piece. And people are like, that's amazing. Good for you. Congratulations. Blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the problem with what Mike Chambers did, according to a lot of people. It's the unwritten rule. You you do not hoist that. You can touch it. Touch it. With caution, you should touch it. Because like I said, you might need a shot of penicillin afterwards. But hey, that's fine. But... The unwritten rule is only people that have won the cup, the team members, the coaches are allowed to ho- hoist the cup. Not media members, not Joe Schmo. If somebody, if all of a sudden Gabriel Landis God comes over and he's like, uh, do you want to uh, hold the cup? I'm like, sure, I'll cradle it like a baby. But if I decide to put it over my head, people are going to fucking freak. The hockey snobs, the hockey purists are the ones that are going to freak out, including. So the reason I it's funny because I saw the picture. I don't know all the unwritten rules of of hockey. OK, I'll admit that I didn't know this was a thing. It makes sense. I get it because I think it's fine if you hold it. I do kind of somewhat frown upon the idea of hoisting it over your head. Well, as I'm seeing people uh, rip Mike Chambers on social media, I somebody there's a few people constantly referring back to the people over at 104.3 The Fan, the place I used to work at. So I sent a text to James Merrillat, who works at DenverFan.com, which is 104.3 The Fan's website. And I say, James, are you the one that is is bagging on Mike Cham- Mike Chambers for hoisting the cup? And he's like, I sure am. Which I, I had an idea. I had a feeling it was him. Because he's the guy that knows all these unwritten rules. He knows a lot of shit. And I got to be honest, real quick, before we get into what James told me, a lot of the people that were bagging on Mike Chambers are are journalists, fellow journalists. And I'm like, part of me is just like, are you just fucking jealous? I mean, or or are you just old and you're just stuck in your ways and realize, shit, man, it doesn't fucking really mean anything if you hoist the cup. So I'm just curious. I I thought it was very interesting when you start clicking on the profiles of all these people that are saying nasty, mean things about Mike Chambers of the Denver Post. And I'm just like, it says journalists. And then all of a sudden, next profile, journalist. And you're like, dude, come on. 
there was there were some hockey fans out there that were saying the same thing. But here's what James said after I was just like, dude, listen, I just want you to know, I'm paraphrasing what I said, but I was just like, I disagree with what you said, but I do respect the fact that you have, you know, essentially the the balls to come out and say your thoughts and your ideas on things. And I appreciate that. Uh, and you're not just going towards the, you're not trying to alter your opinions based on what's good content. You're just saying your truth. And I appreciate that. I like that. So James responded to my text and says, sounds good. I love the debate. These kinds of topics are perfect. There are two legit sides to the argument. I can see where the people who are wrong are coming from. Ha! <laughs> I was like, that's funny. That's funny. Because he thinks you're wrong, and anybody that hoists the cup over their head is wrong. But here's the thing. Did, did Mike Chambers kill anybody? No. Did he hurt anybody? No. What's the long-term effects of this? Do, do the abs get penalized for this? No. They don't. Nothing fucking happens. If he holds it over his head, nothing happens. If he doesn't even fucking touch it, guess what? Nothing fucking happens. Shut up. Quit being a bunch of pussies about it. Sorry, James. Quit being a pussy about it. Don't be a pussy. That's it. It's not that big of a fucking deal. Don't act like it is. And I guess uh, a lot of people are saying that he was spouting off along with some other individuals on, on the fan about it and just getting all mad. It's not that big of a fucking deal, guys. It's not. Who gives a shit? Did he hurt anybody? Is Are, are the Avs going to lose draft picks? Are the Avs, you know, going to, you know, all of a sudden lose points come next season? No, 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 no. Nothing. Just stop. Stop. No harm, no foul. And guess what? Gabriel Landis God gave him the fucking cup. I bet Gabe doesn't even give a shit that he hoisted it over his head. Now that being said, what if Gabe did? And he's just like, are you fucking serious? Do you, do you know what the fuck you just did? No, you don't do that, Mac. No, I don't think that happened. It's a little ridiculous. I think it's in a sense, it's kind of fake rage, but... I say some of it is fake rage. James, talking to James, like that's what he truly believes. You just don't do it. You just don't break that rule, that unwritten rule. And I kind of get it, but it's just like, eh. Do you need to lose sleep over it? Do you need to raise your blood pressure over it? No. Come on. That's just a silly little rule, unwritten rule that probably some nerd made up and not that actual hockey players or anybody involved in actually playing a physical game came up with. All the nerds are like, you better not raise it over your head. You're going to get bad luck for five years. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, oh, man, the hockey nerd said that's what's going to happen. Oh, you don't want to mess with that. You know what I'm talking about? Fucking. That was kind of a crappy Canadian accent. I got to be honest. It was kind of like... Cheech and Chong meets Canadian. I don't know, man. I'm really high. Okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> Who wants to drink some maple syrup, man? <laughs> anyway. Hey, did you know the Stanley Cup is the oldest trophy 
competed for by professional athletes in North America. It's also the only trophy in major sports that is not reproduced each year. Ooh, that does make it so much special, more special. The, sorry, I, I pulled this from the uh, Avalanche. They t- tweeted this out. The current Stanley Cup is made of silver and nickel alloy and is 35.24 inches tall and weighs 34.5 pounds. 52 names get to be on the cup from each winning organization. Overall, there are over 2,300 names on the cup. And it's consistently changing. When the rings become full, the oldest band is removed and preserved in Lord Stanley's vault at the Great Esso Hall in the Hockey Hall of Fame. The winning team holds the trophy for one year, and each person is given 24 hours with the cup. I think that's pretty cool. Very interesting. So if you get a chance to see the cup, I didn't get a chance to see the cup but if you get a chance to see the cup, take your picture with it because that is the most iconic trophy in sports. I, I say, It was funny because I, I texted my buddy Vic Lombardi over at Altitude Radio, and I know he was doing something over at Ball Arena and the cup was going to be there. So I sent him a text during his show right before Jared Bednar popped on their show, and I said, hey, can you take a picture of the, uh, of the trophy and just hold up a sign saying Scott made me take this picture or something like that. I was like, I'm not going to be able to see it. I just, I'm there's just no way I'm with the things that I have going on at home. I just I don't see it happening. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he sends me a picture. If you go to my Facebook page or you go to my Instagram or you go to my Twitter account, I have the pictures up there from Vic. It's Vic Lombardi. With a sign that he wrote, Scott made me take this picture or made me do this. And he's in front of the Stanley Cup. But for some fucking reason, Vic's just like, I have fake teeth. I have fake hillbilly teeth. Let me put those in my mouth. And that's what Vic does. Classic Vic. Vic is one of the funniest, most talented individuals I have ever had the opportunity to work with. And the fact that he took that picture with all that's going on with him, I thought that was neat and really appreciated. So thank you, Vic Lombardi. You're an amazing talent, but an even better friend. Anyway. So, uh, thank you, Vic. So go again, go check that out. A man in Chile was accidentally paid 286 times his salary back in May. The man received right around when you convert it, uh, to right around $179,000. So he was supposed to be paid right around $500. That's a big fucking mistake. So eventually the incident came to light in accounting. The man acknowledged the fault on the part of his organization and agreed to return the amount that he was paid to him in excess. However, he resigned and took off with the money, and now there's a manhunt looking for the guy. I don't know how much of a manhunt I don't know. Here's the thing. $179,000, while that would be nice to all of a sudden get that kind of money, it's not going to get you too far. Uh, but here's a, there's a, another thing going on in this story is how the fuck do you make that mistake in accounting? My God, what kind of software are you using that that doesn't pop up a red flag? 
I don't understand that. I I used to get irritated at uh, the radio stations when they would neglect to pay a talent. This happened a lot because the talent didn't turn in the sheet to get paid. So the, the company essentially just pockets the over. So they know that they're over because they have it technically budgeted and documented that so-and-so did a job and they're supposed to be putting in a sheet and so we can turn and pay them, let's say $5,000. Well, talent A forgets to turn it in. And then they look at their their numbers. They're like, hey, we're $5,000 over. You know, they investigate that shit. Well, so-and-so didn't turn in their their talent form, so hmm, guess uh, they're not getting paid. They see that shit. How do you fuck, or you just suck at your job? That's just insane to me. That's just crazy that they, how do you pay somebody 286 times their normal salary? And I, listen, that's happened to me. I've got paid, you know, twice the amount that I'm supposed to get. And then I immediately asked my wife, I was like, do I keep it? (laughs) And she's just like, as much as I'd like you to keep it, we do need to go and tell them, hey, you guys made a mistake. Uh, Because eventually they can just ask for it back and and whatnot. And to be honest, it wasn't like that much money. This guy's going to run out of this money very quickly. Unless he's old. And then it's just like, fuck it, man, just run with it. Go to go to another country. I don't know, but I just think it's a it's a little eh. It's not worth getting in trouble for. But unless you're old and then you're just like, fuck it, man. I was getting paid five hundred bucks. Instead, I'm getting paid a hundred and seventy-nine thousand dollars. Yeah, fuck it. I'll I'll go on the run the rest of my life. I guess. I guess good for him, but fuck, it's kind of, it's kind of an interest. Would you do that? I don't know. If it was like a million, a couple million dollars, yeah. This day and age, though, and living in the United States, I just don't feel, I, I don't break the law, guys. I just don't, I don't believe in it. I would turn myself in immediately and be like, I did it. I stole the candy bar. <laughs> I was supposed, here's a dollar twenty-five. I can't do that. Hey, summer is here, and there's no better pl- better time to make your first bet with Superbook Sports. Along with its usual vast betting menu, Superbook already has a lineup for every pro football game this fall. Plus, when you make your first deposit on the Superbook app or sign up at Superbook.com, they're going to match 100% of your money up to $500. That's awesome. It's never too early to start thinking about football at Superbook Sports. So place your bet and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Do you like to play games or watch games? At the Blake Street Tavern, you can do both. We have 69 high-depth big screens. An award-winning underground social games room features pool, darts, papa shot, skee-ball, giant Jenga, and cornhole. Okay, so what's it going to be? Watch games or play games? Dude, figure it out. I'm just the guy doing the commercial. It's the Blake Street Tavern at Park and Blake, where Denver watches sports.
This is how you know you have too much money. Okay? It is. And when I saw this story, I thought, this is fake. Is this done by The Onion? Because, you know, there's that parody news account, The Onion, that makes up fake storylines. This seemed like it, it was a thing. Apparently, rich people are getting surgery to make sure they can make a 90-mile drive without going to the bathroom as much. I thought that was a joke. I did. Are you kidding me? So reading from the storyline, it's they often face a problem where there's there are little places to stop and relieve yourself on the 90-mile drive, which can take hours in traffic because they're going to the Hamptons. We live in New York, and we want to go to the Hamptons and have a nice, relaxing evening. But the problem is, <laughs> I have to urinate too much. So let's get a fucking procedure to, uh, <laughs> to fix that. According to the urologist David Schusterman, uh, men are going under the knife to reduce their prostates, and women are getting Botox on their bladders. According to the doctor, patients complain about having to pee every hour during the drive to the Hamptons and feel embarrassed when the others can hold it. The men's procedure, which, by the way, is a quick and relatively painless procedure, can cost up to $20,000 if you don't have insurance, while the Botox is a few thousand dollars. Is that worth it to you? Really? Every hour? I'm sorry, get a fucking Gatorade bottle and piss in the fucking bottle. And don't tell me, oh, I'm a woman, I can't do it. I've seen it done. Nah, I haven't actually seen it done. I've heard stories, though. <laughs> I have heard stories. I've never seen it. Again, that's probably a myth, but hey, if you've ever peed in a bottle or seen a woman peed in a bottle, pee in a bottle, let me know to huffoncensored at gmail.com. Is it true? It, would it be that hard? Is it that embarrassing? I guess if you're a rich snob, you don't want to pull over to the side of the road, pop a squat, then get hop back in the car. Hmm. I just don't see what the big deal is. But that being said, I can hold it. If it, it was if it was a seven-hour drive, I could hold it the whole time. But as soon as I get within like a you know a two minutes from <laughs> wherever we're gonna park to go to the bathroom. Oh, I'm going to have to go. It, My body knows. My body knows. I think that's just a little ridiculous. But if you got the money, I guess do it. But Jesus, this is kind of, ugh. I don't, I, I don't get it. I was a big fan of the Loco Taco or whatever, or the Doritos Taco over at Taco Bell. Well, now they're in Southern California. They're, they're doing a test run of the Big Cheez-It Tostada or Big Cheez-It Crunchwrap Supreme. They're doing like a two-week run or while supplies last at the restaurant. And basically, the Big Cheez-It Tostada is right around $2.49. It takes an oversized Cheez-It and tops it with seasoned beef, sour cream, diced tomatoes, lettuce, and shredded cheddar cheese. Okay. And then the Big Cheez-It Crunchwrap is $4.29. And it's the tostada but wrapped in a giant tortilla then grilled um i don't i don't, it's a great partnership for taco bell and cheez-its 
and I guess it's fine, but it's just it, you, you're priding yourselves on having these new ingredients, Taco Bell, about having fresh. You know, you're making a change for you know having more healthier ingredients and what whatever, and then now you're adding Cheez Its to it. It just kind of makes you take a few step, few steps back. So I, I feel like the, the it might taste good. It might. If somebody offered me one, I'd eat it. I feel like that's something you have to eat fairly quickly after you buy it, because otherwise it's just going to be mush. So I just I don't see the big to do about it. I I wouldn't go out of my way to try it. It's still funny that the Mexican pizza was so popular or is so popular because uh, they're still trying to deal with that and try to replenish their supply of ingredients on that because so many people freaked out and they're like, I need my Mexican pizza. It's delicious. Oh, I was reading some article where there was at least one store that sold over a thousand in one day of the Mexican pizzas. And then there was a, one customer that ordered like 100, 189 uh, Mexican pizzas. That's the rudest fucking thing you can do to a restaurant. You don't fucking do that. And if you're the restaurant, just say no. Sorry, we're putting a cap on it. Sorry, you can only order, say, 10 at a time. 189, uh, that had to have been ordered by an asshole. Because guess what? You are an asshole for doing that. You don't do that to a restaurant. That's fucked up. But also, on, on the on the other hand, it's just like, uh, restaurant, stand your ground. Don't let them get away with it. If you say, okay, fine, we'll do it. I mean, that's a, that, that's on you a little bit for that. But yeah, I, I don't know. If, I'm not in a rush to go get the Cheez-It Tostada or Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. As Like I said, it's all, right now they're just testing it out in Southern California. But I don't know. It's not that appealing to me. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And kind of going back to the first story, talking about my father-in-law, Tim, who retired after 40 years. Try to be a great leader today. If you you have a great leader in your life, take a moment and just absorb what makes them a great leader and see if you can implement that into your life. Can you take what they do and go, yeah, that makes sense. I need to be more like that. Maybe they are a shitty leader. Then maybe you can try to help them be a better leader. Maybe it will help you be a better leader. I don't know. But the thing is, is it's really neat to see a great leader and see what the effects are of it. So it's really cool. Really cool. I, I, was, I was very honored to be at that moment where they, they shook his hand and gave thanks to him for what he did and seeing the emotions from so many people, from people that you don't expect to see emotions from. Guys, we're not emotional people as far as, you know, being uh, tears of happiness and all that, all that stuff. So it was really neat to see. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, make sure you subscribe, share it with your friends, give it a nice rating if you're able. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports, Blake Street Tavern, as well as Total Beverage. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.